Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to uh, episode 291 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com and of course once again our live video feed on Facebook. It is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. I'm of course once again Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. And of course here tonight as we always do we'll be having our wrestling news and views segment which will be provided to us by one half of our news of our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team King Ice. It is the Ice part of course which is the Ice Man JD here at DiGirolamo. Of course JD is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer as well as of course one of the hosts behind WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShoot.com. <clears throat> and, of course, a big part of all the other shows here in the radio network. Also on the chat box tonight, our, our one and only uh, a resident historian, as we call him, and the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, will be, having us, will be having, of course, our history and birthdays here for today, which we have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here on this day. On Valentine's Day here, a lot of stuff did take place in uh, in wrestling history there, so we definitely will talk to you about that. John also is, of course, a member of the Raw Radio broadcast team as well. Uh, of course, on the chat box with us every single night with Revolution and Wolfpack. Uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and bring them in here right now before we go through with the rest of the program. Uh, two, of the, two, out of the two members here of the WWS Click here has joined us. 
J.D. and John, welcome to episode 291 of the Mothership Broadcast, what will be an explosive revolution. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And John also actually started up by saying the same as well, wishing everyone a very happy Valentine's Day as well, and I will do so as well. On behalf of everyone here in the radio network, I hope you're with your loved one here tonight. And, you know, if you're not, uh, you know, if you can't find anything to watch or on on the Internet or if you can't find anything to watch on TV or listen to on the radio, you know, pop on, you know, TalkShoe.com. And, of course, we have Facebook. Uh, we have our live video feed up and going as our radio network group tour continues as we are broadcasting live tonight from WWUS Nitro Thunder, one of our oldest groups here in the stable of groups here in WWUS. And to join, to join the phone here on the live video feed, please join us right here, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nitro Thunder Lives. And uh, you can listen in on myself, J.D., and John as we talk about everything here tonight, which, of course, will include results from last night's Monday Night Raw show, which was very unique in several ways. There were several key moments that took place, and we'll definitely get to that and talk about it. And also, of course... <clears throat> have several other special announcements here, of course, concerning some of some things happening in some of our other groups here in WWUS. If you want to chime in, though, of course, on TalkShoe and join, the part, and join our discussion on everything here from our news to our history to our raw results and everything else that we do tonight, please feel free to give us a call here, 1-724-444-7444. That call ID is 138055-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here this evening here on the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. Let's go ahead and not waste any time and dive right on into it. Of course, uh, our rest of News and Views set, the rest of News and Views has got a chock full of stuff here tonight. And the man to bring it to us here this evening, uh, of course, one half of our, like I said, Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGiorno has it all here for us. So, J.D., that's what we have on the wrestling news scene today. Coming up tonight in Anaheim at 205 Live, in the main event, we will see Neville taking on the video game expert TJP, TJ Perkins, in what will be a non-title matchup, as it will be announced here later this evening. Meanwhile, however, on the other side of the coin, however, earlier today, however, mind you, however, I just saw, just give me a second, I just saw it. Linda McMahon was confirmed today, however, by the U.S. Senate as the Small Business Administration leader. The Senate approved her by a vote of 81 to 19. Meanwhile, however, next week, however, on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan announced earlier tonight in Anaheim in Ontario, California, in a Falls Count Anywhere match, we will see the feud continue to boil between Nikki Bella and Natty, especially after what happened this past Sunday. Also on SmackDown tonight, Howard in Anaheim, Howard, John Cena will take on the new world's champion Bray Wyatt and Mickey James and Becky Lynch are set to appear on the show. Meanwhile, Raw ratings last night, however, took a little bit of a hit, however, after doing 2-2 last week, went down to a 2-15 this week, however. They averaged 3.087 million viewers for the night, however, down from the previous number of 3.115 from the week before. Last year's Raw, however, did a 2.48 rating with 3.477 million viewers, if you will. Meanwhile, however, also, however, we understand, however, the Emelina gimmick is apparently done. According to Pro Wrestling Sheet, however, last night's segment in which Emma appeared, however, 
and that she was, quote, now undergoing, however, the makeover from Emma to Lena to Emma was due to the fact that producers realized, however, after several rehearsals that the gimmick just was not working. The site has also reported that the, that the point of character was uh, to be the, alike, yeah, to the likes of Sable and the cat, however, Stacey Carter. But officials, however, felt that Emma was not committed enough and have, no ju- not, have not just decided to... I can't say it. Just... No, just decided to let her be evil again. Producers are still a big fan of the character, though, and may hold it on to another female wrestler in the future. Uh, just give me a second here. I'm trying to get this. Okay, here we go. Uh, also, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we understand Heath Slater and the Ascension were robbed, how I believe, before last night or after last night's house show in Oakland, California. Uh, let's see here. I just saw it a second, so bear with me here, folks. Uh, hold on a second. I'm saying a minute here. Um, uh, we, uh, hold on. Well, well, yeah, I can't say it. Then we come back to the other stories. The only thing there's like two or three more stories we'll get into, but let's go to John for birthdays and dates before I can get back to news stories. Then I'll be back in a few seconds with more of the stories. Okay, uh, JD, thank you very much. Our uh, wrestling news will continue here in just one second. And now let's go ahead and go on to the human suplex machine, John Gross. Let's see what he has with our history and birthdays here for this day, Valentine's Day. I have a lot of great moments that took place on this day. Let's see what we have going on. 29 years ago today, it would be 1988, in Fort Worth, Texas. This is quite, I read this, this is quite interesting. The team of John Tatum and Jack Victory won the WCCW Texas Tag Team Championship by drawing a high deck of cards. Yeah, I'm here. I never, I never heard that before. Very What's that? 1988, Fort Worth, Texas. John Tatum and Jack Victory won the WCCW Texas Tag Team titles by drawing a high deck of cards. That's unusual. Yeah, it is. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. You draw, you draw pretty, you draw pretty good, draw pretty good deck, and you win the you win some championship belt. Huh. Yeah, it's not, it's not that easy. Uh, stand by here, Jade. One second, I'll be right back. Okay. And well, Chad's stepping out, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give you the number again: one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is wrestling uh, revolution, if you will, for Valentine's Day, and we hope. As uh, we've all said at the start of the show tonight, you're spending uh, time with your sweetie or your significant other, however, and definitely listening to us here this evening. And uh, while Chad is out, however, we want to remind you that tomorrow night, however, ladies and gentlemen, at 6.30 p.m., listen to Outside the Ropes, of course, beginning at 6.30 p.m. The caller ID is 141387. Of course, we will be talking about non-wrestling news, of course, about the latest stuff, including the movie reviews in the past week and the movies outcoming this week, as well as other stuff as well. Then at 8 o'clock, join Gerard, myself, and the Black Widow, as the debate table will be hot and heavy, our 139925-pound caller ID number. And, of course, we'll be back at it again at 9 o'clock tomorrow night with a recap of tonight's SmackDown, which is going on right now live at the Arrowhead Pond, however, if you will, in Anaheim. California. So you might want to check that out all tomorrow here on TalkShoe. Um, while Chad is out, of course, we're going to try to get some more news here into the wire as we are hearing more news as we speak, considering what's going on in the news wire. 
Uh, earlier today, we understand that Brock Lesnar once again announced, in case you did not hear earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, announced that once again he is stepping away from UFC, if you will. That's right. Brock Lesnar apparently has decided to, uh, well, take a break once again from the Ultimate Fight Championship. Of course, he was not at last night's SmackDown, however, in Las Vegas, if you will. But earlier today, however, we understand, according to reports, however, he announced once again his retirement from MMA. And this is according to reports what we are gathering right now at the moment, however. Excuse me, at the moment, right now. A spokesman for the UFC announced, however, mind you, confirmed to MMA fight that he has notified the company of his decision to retire from the sport. He has been removed from the USADA drug testing pool and is no longer on the roster, according to spokesman Ryan Madden of the USADA. His retirement comes after he was suspended for a year by USADA a month ago for testing positive twice around his fight USC touring against Mark Hunt. He would have been eligible to return this July 15th, but... Since he is no longer in the testing pool, his suspension has been frozen, and if he decides not to retire, he would need to serve out the remaining half year of his suspension from the point that he re-enters the testing pool. So there you go. Um, as we said about the Emelina gimmick, folks, apparently management has now decided to sour on that after what happened last night. Mind you, uh, like I said, producers say they're still big fans of the character, though, and may hold on to another female in the future. Meanwhile, actor Vince Vaughn says that he will be joining the Page story, however, on our upcoming biopic, however, and even Dwayne The Rock Johnson took to Instagram this afternoon that saying Vaughn has joined the cast of the film. According to the uh, John, excuse me, Johnson, however, Vaughn is playing an 8% wrestling star who squandered his money opportunities because he didn't have the capacity to handle his fame. One bad decision after another. But these days, he owns his past actions and does everything he can to give back to the wrestling business he loves. Speculation right now is pointing at Vaughn possibly playing Jake the Snake Roberts. Roberts lived with Paige and her family in Norwich at one point, and Vaughn has a physical resemblance to the stake. Vaughn will join Lena Headey, Nick Frost, Florence Pugh, and Jack Loudon in the film. Pugh will start as Paige, and Loudon is playing her brother Zach, while Headey and Frost are playing her parents. Julia Hammer Beavis, a.k.a. Sweet Sorera, and Patrick Beavis, a.k.a. Rock, Ricky Knight. The Rock will appear in the film as well, surprisingly. As of now, Stephen Merchant of The Office is writing and directing the film, which follows the story of a former gangster, former wrestler Ricky, his wife Julia, daughter Saria, a.k.a. Paige, and son Zach, who make a living in performing in tiny venues across the country. Ricky and Julia want a better life for their children, and when brother and sister get the chance to audition for the WWE, it seems that the family dream is coming true and all their troubles will be solved, however. However, Saria and Zach are about to become, learn that becoming a WWE superstar demands more than they ever dreamed possible as siblings and athletes. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, well, that is interesting. Especially with the page bio. And we got one more thing real quick. As I mentioned, sure. however, I just saw it, however, apparently, however, mind you, uh, where is it? I just saw it, however, it was about the whole thing involving... Uh, Slater and Rhino, here it is. In fact, their rental car was broken into at a house show, as we said. In fact, they were victims of the robbery Monday, however, and the three posted to Twitter, noting that the car was broken and into items were taken from it, however, in, for the house show. And the, this is before uh, I just saw it here. He Slater had, writes, however, on Twitter, would you look at that? Welcome to Oakland, to which Victor writes, ah, positivity gone. Whoever stole my backpack today is a real champion of humanity. 
and then Connor went on to say, add Hugh Slater, O-M-R-B. Anyone see my book bag? Hashtag Wasteland, hashtag approved. So apparently someone decided to break into their car. So uh, other than that, we don't got anything else to report, but that's all we got right now. I did mention the Brock Lesnar thing while you stepped out. And, of course, we know that he will have to serve five more months of the suspension should he decide to come back. But right now, it looks like he might not be back anytime soon. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, alongside King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print it. And if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And then, of course, in GTS's case, you know, he always has the best way possible. And as, of course, obviously, super glue and duct tape, you cannot go wrong with that. Absolutely. And let's go ahead and uh, we can start with the history and birthdays for Today for Valentine's Day from John. Let's see what we have left here. Uh, of course, I did read that 1988 in Fort Worth, Texas, the team of John Tatum and Jack Victory won the WCCW Texas Tag Team titles by drawing a high deck of cards. Very fast, interesting. Uh, the big time moment right here. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> 18 years ago today, we put it in 1999, WWF presented St. Valentine's Day Massacre from the Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee. The show featured the WWF debut of the Big Show, of course, known by his real name at the time, Paul White. Mankind and The Rock wrestled in the first ever last man standing match for the WWF title, but WWF did have a last man standing match beforehand. In 1996, The Undertaker battled The Executioner in an Armageddon rules match, and where after the match was won by pinfall submission, the superstar would have a 10 count to get up, but if he didn't respond to the 10 count in time, he would lose the match similar to a Texas death match. Technically, this was the second last man standing match. However, Mankind and The Rock both knocked each other out with chairs, with the referee counting 10 and declaring both a draw. Yes. Stone Cold retained his WrestleMania 15 title shot by defeating Vince McMahon in a steel cage match despite interference from Paul White. White threw Austin into the cage, and one of the throws was so forceful, I remember this, the cage to the entrance swung open, and Austin fell out of the cage. Austin's feet <clears throat> hit the floor outside of the cage and was declared the winner. With the win, Austin earned a WWF Championship match at WrestleMania 15. The next night, Austin found out who would be who, who he would be facing for the belt, and that person would be The Rock, which John, John said he would mention in a history and birthdays tomorrow. Okay, all right, a little bit of an update there. Okay. 17 years ago today, according to John, is a special day for him because on this day back in 2000, he first started watching wrestling. So our, our applause, our, our congratulations, John, the 17th, 17th year of watching wrestling. I like that. That's very good. Very good and also good. congratulations to also non-wrestling news real quick, though, of uh, former, well, I shouldn't say former, current Pittsburgh Penguin captain Sid the Kid Crosby, who tonight... Recorded point number 999 in his career already. He is one away from 1,000. He could reach it this Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Tonight, so they beat Vancouver 4 nothing, And also, Gino Malkin returning from the line. Got his 23rd goal. Phil Kessel his 20th. The Penguins shut out Vancouver 4 nothing. But right now, Sid Crosby could reach the plateau Thursday night at 1,000 against the Winnipeg Jets. So, 
luck to Mr. Crosby and the Penguins as they continue to hopefully march to another Lord Stanley Cup. His third maybe could happen this year as he won it last year, we all know. But like I said, he is one point shy of a 1,000. Definitely be watching them for that. Thank you very much, JG, for that update. And we'll talk more about that on the outside of the ropes tomorrow night as well. Thank you very much. Uh, six years ago today, uh, to, uh, 2011, uh, on Monday Night Raw from Anaheim, California, after seven years away from the ring, in the ring, despite rare appearances from his home, The Rock made his return to the WWE in the ring. The last time he was in the ring was in August of 2004. His contract had expired at the end of the year. Johnson left the WWE to continue to go on to pursue his movie career. The Rock did make some appearances, but not in the ring. They were televised at home. But he did make an appearance at the 2008 Hall of Fame to induct both, of course, his father, Rocky Soulman Johnson, and his grandfather, the high chief Peter Maivia, into the Hall of Fame. The Rock's return was kept secret, not from wrestlers, but from production staff as well. It wasn't until the day of the show that there was a hint of his return. He then teased his return on his Facebook page and launched his own Twitter account. He filmed a promo backstage just an hour before his return. Johnson, who was a late arrival in the building, was kept isolated until his segment came up. At the end of the show, finally, The Rock made his return to the ring and went to badmouth the anonymous Raw general manager, Michael Cole, The Miz, and John Cena, for announcing himself as the host and star of WrestleMania 27. I remember that. His return began a story with John Cena when The Rock called Cena the title of WrestleMania 27 against The Miz, and then the night after, the two declared a match with each other for the following WrestleMania, WrestleMania 28. The Rock did make some returns on Raw. On his birthday in 2011, uh, Nick Foley, uh, uh, after Foley hosted a This Is Your Life segment with John, I'm sorry, the night before Survivor Series, when he delivered the rock bottom to Mick Foley, after Foley hosted a This Is Your Life segment with John Cena. He teamed with his WrestleMania 28 opponent, John Cena, to beat The Miz and our truth at Survivor Series at MSG. The Rock returned a year later at WrestleMania, I'm sorry, I keep skipping a lot of these, he made his return before WrestleMania 28 to hype up his match with John Cena, where he won. He made his return at Raw 1000, challenged CM Punk for the WWE title at the Royal Rumble, in which he won the title, only to, for him to lose it to Cena at WrestleMania 29. The Rock returned a year later at WrestleMania 30 to share the spotlight with Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and also returned in October to get into a confrontation with Rusev. At the Royal Rumble, where he aided Roman Reigns against Kane and The Big Show, and would appear at WrestleMania 31, the fight was Ronda Rousey against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Truly a great wrestling moment right there, yes. The Rock then also declared that he would be at WrestleMania 32, the night after the Royal Rumble. At WrestleMania 32, he made an impromptu return to the ring by defeating Eric Rowan in a matter of eight seconds. But the question remains, can The Rock make his return to WrestleMania 33? <clears throat> we'll have to wait and see what happens. I mean, you never know what could happen. And we have a, a somber birthday. Today would have been the 46th birthday of Nelson Frazier, known, of course, to fans as both Viscera and King Mabel. Uh, John has some history on this. Go ahead and read what he's got. He was born in 1971 in Goldsboro, North Carolina, uh, not too far, uh, a little ways away from me, but uh, 
going towards the Charlotte area, I think that's where Goldsboro is, and started his professional wrestling career under the ring, ring name Nelson Knight. One half of the team, the Harlem Knights, with his partner and storyline brother, Bobby. They wrestled in the USWA and the, the PWF, twice winning the PWF Tag Team Championship before they had signed the WWF in July of 1993. Upon entering the WWF, they were given a new gimmick. Nelson became Mabel, and Bobby became Moe. And they were given a rapping manager named Oscar. I remember this. The new team, there was the, which were named Men on a Mission, was introduced to the WWF audience through vignettes portraying them as three African-American men trying to make a positive change in inner-city neighborhoods. Excuse me, clad in purple and yellow, they debuted as solid faces. At WrestleMania 10, they defeated the Quebecers by countout, but did not win the tag team titles. However, in London in April of 1994, they beat the Quebecers to win the titles. Two days later in Sheffield, the Quebecers regained the titles despite Mabel and Moe's partnership. In mid-1994, he wrestled more singles matches as he was seen as a spectacle of men on a mission due to his size. The special attraction that got used to making rising stars look good. He competed in the 1994 King of the Ring tournament, defeating Pierre in the qualifying round. But lost to IRS in the quarterfinals. He did lost to Jeff Jarrett at SummerSlam, where Jarrett won. 1995, after they lost to the Smoking Guns, Mabel and Moe beat them both and followed that attack by beating up on Oscar, turning them both heel. Mabel dropped his fun-loving, positive personality in favor of adopting a more thuggish image and received a push as a singles wrestler. He won the King of the Ring tournament in 1995, defeating The Undertaker in the quarterfinals and defeating Salvia Vega in the finals after he got a bye in the semifinals. <clears throat> after that, he was known as King Mabel with Moe becoming Sir Moe. Mabel was awarded a championship belt designed and created by belt maker Reggie Parks the belt was engraved with the king of the, the king of the ring is one of a kind, as the WWF had not before since created a belt for the king of the ring. The belt was not seen on WWF TV. He challenged Diesel at SummerSlam for the WWF Championship. However, just before SummerSlam, the WWF turned Davy Boy Smith against the fans and replaced Mabel as the company's top villain. <clears throat> August, on August 21st, 1995, Bulldog turned on Diesel in a tag team match, and this attack was called the Royal Plan, but the alliance did not come to fruition. In October, he and Yokozuna were both destroyed the Undertaker, forcing the Undertaker to wear a Phantom of the Opera mask. At Survivor Series, the Undertaker made his return as he teamed with Savio Vega, Fatu, and Henry Godwin to take on the, Roy, the, the Royals with Mabel, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Jerry Lawler, and Isaac Yankin. Of course, we would now know him as Kane. Taker eliminated Mabel's Royals, but Mabel would run away from the Undertaker. However, Mabel didn't run away uh, didn't run away from the Undertaker despite stealing the Undertaker's urn that was melted down to a chain by Kama in 1995. The Undertaker did defeat Mabel in a casket match at Caesar's Beatings. His final WWF matches at the 1996 Royal Rumble where he was eliminated by Yokozuna. He wrestled <clears throat> for the Puerto Rico WWC, where he won the Universal Heavyweight Championship. But a month later, he would lose it. He returned to Tennessee to wrestle for the USWA. Mabel, <clears throat> let's see, 
Mabel captured the USWA Heavyweight Championship in March 96 and the North American Heavyweight title in February 1998. They reached the top title in the promotion at the time. In November 1998, he appeared in ECW to attack Tommy Rogers and Chris Chianti under until Spike Dudley made the save. But four months later, for ECW debut, he made a surprise return to the WWF to challenge Ken Shamrock in where he lost the match. He returned full-time in January 1999 by taking on Mankind in a non-title match at the Royal Rumble at the Royal Rumble pre-show. He also appeared in the Royal Rumble match, making a dominating performance, eliminating Dan Severin, Steve Blackman, Tiger Ali Singh, the Blue Meanie, and Draws. That is until the Acolytes and the Undertaker came down to kidnap him. He was reintroduced as Viscera, acting as the Ministry of Darkness's enforcer, adopting, adopting, adopting excuse me, a gothic look in the process, including wide-out contact lenses, a bleached mohawk, and a black bodysuit. The Ministry broke up in the summer of 1999, but Viscera floated around the mid-card, frequently teaming up with Midian and having frequent feuds with Kane, The Rock, The Big Show, and Rikishi. In the Hardcore Battle Royale, he won the WWF Hardcore Championship in April 2000, only to lose it minutes later. He scored an upset win over Chris Jericho on Sunday Night Heat on April 9, 2000, with help from Eddie Guerrero in China. Viscera was then released from his WWF contract in August of 2000. During his 99-2000 run, he was featured in WWF WrestleMania, WWF SmackDown 2, Know Your Role, and WWF No Mercy, which John called the best amazing game on Nintendo 64, but it is the number one best wrestling video game in the 2000s, bar none. <laughs> that's, that's, that's John talking about that. Okay. Following his release from the WWF, he returned to the independent circuit. He did make his debut in Teen Day in March 2003 as Nelson Knight. He was at the side of Ron Killings. He appeared once... <clears throat> He appeared once more the next week. In 2004, he came back to return to the WWE as a surprise attack in The Undertaker with fellow former ministry member Gangrel at the command of ministry acolyte and WWE champion John Bradshaw Layfield. However, Undertaker defeated them both the next week in a handicap match on the fifth anniversary of SmackDown. This was moved up to the Raw brand where he rarely wrestled there and was also on the sister show Heat. This was his first major storyline coming back to the company was in April of 2005, where he joined up with Trish as part of her feud with Lita and Kane. The segment was a gimmick change for Viscera, who transformed into the world's largest love machine. <laughs> I know that. At Backlash, he lost to Kane, but after the match, he injured Trish Stratus with his big splash, turning him face in the process. He started wearing pajamas, and making sexual gestures, gestures in the ring. He started a smitten with Lily Garcia, but vengeance Viscera turned down Garcia's proposal when the Godfather made his return with many of his hoes to show Viscera, Viscera what he would leave behind if he got married. He teamed up with former Attitude Era buddy Val Venus to form the, to form the V Squared. They challenged the tag team titles but did not hold the, t- did not hold the titles. After Venus was taken out with an injury in, in April 2006, he wrestled back in singles action again. He tried to re- reconcile with Garcia, but was attacked by Umaga. Weeks later, Garcia was actually knocked from the ring apron by Charlie Haas. The incident was worked into a storyline of Haas and Viscera fighting over Garcia. 
Viscera and Haas became a team after Viscera had accidentally slammed Lillian, but both men laughed about the incident, and the process turned Viscera heel once again. They stood up when Haas reunited with Shelton Benjamin to reform the world's greatest tag team. In June 2007, he was sent to ECW in the supplemental selection of the annual WWE draft. He debuted on Sci-Fi and was repackaged as Big Daddy V. He feuded with the Boogeyman as Matt Stryker was his manager. After he had beat the Boogeyman, Big Daddy V earned a shot at the ECW title. After he had beaten Tommy Dreamer to become a number one contender for the ECW championship at No Mercy, but he would lose to CM Punk. He went on to SmackDown and have a brief feud with Kane and The Undertaker with Mark Henry by his side. At the 2008 Royal Rumble, he was eliminated by Triple H. His last pay-per-view appearance was in the Elimination Chamber when he was eliminated first. He wrestled his last match in March by losing to CM Punk in a Money in the Bank. Uh, I think it was a Money in the Bank qualifying match. He was drafted to the SmackDown brand in summer 2008, but was released from his WWE contract in August. He made his return to the independent circuit. He joined the, the NWA as King V. In August 2009, in JCW, Viscera defeated Too Tough Tony in a Loser Leaves JCW match. He appeared for the Inoki Jamon Federation in September 2012 as Big Daddy V, and also at the Family Wrestling Entertainment Shows in 2012 as Big Daddy V as well. His last match was against Rene Dupree in October 2013, in where he won the match. On February 18, 2014, four days, that's very startling, J.D., four days yep. right after his birthday, he died of a heart attack, and he had just turned 43. Hmm. He was cremated, and his widow divided the ashes into 500 pendants as gifts for his loved ones. His widow filed a wrongful death lawsuit against WWE, alleging that the company had concealed information, misrepresenting research, and misinformed Frazier and other wrestlers on performance risks relating to concussions and chronic, and chronic trauma. Uh, and I cannot pronounce this word. It's been my life. That's probably what it is. Yeah, CTE, there you go. Yeah, we'll say that. That's right. In which the suit claimed, claimed left him with short-term memory loss, migraines, and depression, leading him to his death. Jerry McDivitt responded in an interview with the Boston Herald explained that the company was considering pursuing action against Sandra Frazier's attorney, Constantine Kairos, who had been involved against other in other lawsuits against WWE. McDivitt called Frazier's death tragic. The lawsuit was dismissed by U.S. District Judge Vanessa Lynn Bryant, who wrote that they failed to show that death was linked to CTE. And John says that he they, that's all he has for the history and birthdays for today. And John said he will return momentarily because he wants to look at the match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena. But uh, he, he does want to tell everyone that AJ Styles is in the match as well. The match has been changed to a triple threat, Ooh. apparently, between Bray Wyatt, John Cena, and AJ Styles. And John, after we got John Cena watching this match, he will get come back to do his review of Raw. Okay. So there you go, John. Thank you very much for the interesting history uh, for today here for Valentine's Day. And uh, JD, thank you very much for providing the news here for us here this evening. Some big time uh, news updates as well. Thank you very much, sir. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. You're listening to episode two ninety one of WWS Revolution, a mothership broadcast, of course, for Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. 
which is on a Tuesday today in the year 2017. I'm, of course, Mr. W7US Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Of course, joining me here tonight is the Iceman JD Jared DiGirolamo. Of course, he is a 2015 and 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, as, of course, one of the hosts of Raw Radio every Monday afternoon on here on TalkShoe.com, as well as, of course, a big part of our other shows here in the radio network as well. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, joining us on the chat box, too, and also looking at SmackDown right now is the human suplex machine, John Gross. Of course, John is the first 2016 Hall of Famer. And he is also, of course, part of the team that brings you, of course, Raw Radio, part of Raw Radio team every Monday afternoon as well. So that's not least also not at the same time. Let's go and run into our next part here, of course, our Tuesday night tradition here. We do talk about Monday Night Raw here, of course, of course from the night before. Everyone gets their thoughts and opinions on uh, on what took place. And, of course, while we wait for John to return, J.D., let's go ahead and catch you loose. Let's see what, you, what your opinions were on. Monday Night Raw from last night. Well, let's just say it was a very interesting night in Sin City, if you will, however, as they like to say, however, and there were a little, some surprises here and there, and there's some trinkets here and there. So let's go over them one by one. First off, let's begin with the opening match. We had Roman obviously taking on freaking uh, Gallows and Anderson, and that ended in about 3 minutes and 15 seconds. This was like a squash match, really, or basically a lame way to start out the show, how you would do a two-on-one handicap match and it was under five minutes. Just It didn't make any sense to me at all. I thought it was ridiculous. However, I just think they could have done so much more. Of course, Stephanie came out. Obviously, you had no, uh, you had no McFoley. Excuse me. You had no McFoley show up. Apparently, McFoley was given, I guess, the night off. Maybe or he decided not to make the trip. However, to Vegas, but go figure. Anyway, that didn't last very long there. Then you have, of course, however, the whole night video packages of the hype of the Festival of Friendship. I mean, enough was enough after a while. Then we go to Kofi Kingston with Big E and Xavier taking on Bo Dallas. I mean, really? To quote The Miz, really? Did we need to see this matchup? I mean, this was absolutely a waste, however. I mean, they didn't show what happened earlier in the day. I guess uh, the New Day were having a little fun with uh, Xavier because Xavier and Kofi had a little bet with the Super Bowl, and the loser had to wear the other jersey. Well, apparently Kofi had to wear a Brady jersey into the arena, and I guess everyone was busting his stones a little bit about it, and they showed it on the WWE Facebook page, however. They didn't show it on TV, but then they said how they have blueprints, however. All of them had blueprints. I guess they had like a folder with blueprints inside said they're ready to sponsor New Day Ice Cream. Okay. Well, anyway, from there, this match went two minutes and changed. This was another waste of time, and it just was absolutely ridiculous in more ways than one. I mean, they just continue to just make uh, New Day a comedy stale act that they do every week. And Bo Dallas, I'm surprised he's still even around in the company. I'm just shocked that he even has any... uh, say in the company anymore. I mean, right now at this point, it just seems like they haven't done anything right with him for a while. I mean, I think it's time to cut their losses with him or just give him his release. He just he needs to be a wasted uh, space, if you ask me. Speaking of wasted, however, that leads us to the two cruiserweight matches. First off, we had Noam Dar, the Scottish supernova, with his somewhat new girlfriend, Alicia Fox, however, as you say, my girlfriend, like, okay. And then we had, later in the night, obviously, Akira Toza taking on Davari. Out of the two cruiserweight matches, however, I thought Toza versus Davari was okay. But again, the thing that really 
pissed me off, I would say, how is that both of these matches were three minutes long, how I mean. You could have given these guys five, five and a half, maybe six minutes, but it just continues to show that I think more and more WWE is just not on board with this whole Cruiserweight division at all. They just continue to downplay it every week. I mean, yeah, sometimes you'll get some short matches like this. Sometimes you'll get longer matches, but last night you had two Cruiserweight matches that went a total of three and a half minutes, almost yeah, about three minutes, three and a half minutes, and it was just absolutely a waste of time. Uh, Jack Gallagher, in my opinion, I mean, this is the guy who's going to be facing, obviously, Neville at the Fastlane pay-per-view in a few weeks. However, better hope that he has a plan against them, because I think Neville's just going to absolutely show no mercy on this guy. This guy, Jack Gallagher, is like the James Ellsworth of Monday night. He is a joke. He is a sham. And he is a total nerd. Uh, speaking of nerds, however... Uh, we saw what happened, however, before the second hour, and that was the so-called debut, or at least we thought we were going to see the debut of Emmeline, and that turned out to be really quick, however. I mean, you thought after she made the remarks, however, well, now you'll see the makeover of Emmeline to Emma, however. You thought, okay, however, maybe she'll come out later on, however, and show us that, but no. They wasted our time for three months by hyping up this crap, however. What do we get? Less than a 30-second promo. I mean, that was absolutely a joke. A joke. Then, of course, we see what happens uh, later in the night. However, mind you, backstage, of course, mind you, with uh, Bailey, Cesaro, and Sheamus. And then they, of course, announced that tonight that the Bailey and Charlotte will be taking on each other. But we didn't know, however, what it would be is that they would push it to the main event. We thought that would be uh, possibly saved for later in the evening or sometime midway through the second hour, but that wasn't the case. Speaking of hour number two, that leads us, leads us to Braun Strowman, Mark Henry. Braun Strowman wins in five minutes. Of course, Roman came out and, of course, took out Strowman over the top rope. Uh, of course, then later on, they announced that next week they'll have Strowman in the big show go at in Los Angeles. So I imagine uh, the feud, I mean, we know the feud is always going to continue between Braun and Roman heading in the fast lane in a couple of weeks, but uh, they might have the big show beat Roman here, or not Roman here, Braun here, Howard, and of course that could set up the big show Shaq match that they're already talking about, unless they're going to wait until after Fastlane with that whole thing. Then they show Bryce Harper in the crowd, however, mind you, and of course we go to the next match of the night, which was of course Sami Zayn versus Rusev with Lana, who looked a lot like Renee Young with her due last night. I don't know what the F was up with that. That was kind of stupid and cheesy. Heard of uh, mimic Renee Young, but then you, before that you had an interview with Michael Cole and Samoa Joe. I thought that came off as pretty interesting. Of course, Samoa Joe said, "Of course, I'm not as heavy. I don't need to be propped up. However, I don't need to be have my hand held and everything like that." Of course, we saw later in the night, Sammy, of course, uh, uh, they could be pretty good for quite a while against Rusev, but then at the end of the night, Rusev, however, made one fatal mistake or somehow, I guess. Uh, Sammy caught Rusev, however, napping at the right time. But then afterward, just when it looked like Sammy had uh, the end of a night, was looking to get back on the uh, mountain, so to speak, however, after losing a tough one last week against Jericho, here comes Triple H's new uh, bodyguard henchman bitch, Samoa Joe, by choking him out, however, and yelling at uh, Sammy, saying, however, basically, however, you say my name, you put respect on it, and say my name, you started uh, yelling at him about that. I mean, really, do we need to see Samoa Joe come out again as Triple H's lackey, in a way, by choking out Sami Zayn? What was he trying to prove? I mean, we know he did what he did with Roman last week. We know what he did to Rollins the week before. Now he's doing it to Sami. It looks like they're saying that possibly maybe Joe versus Sami 
at Fastlane at this point. Then, of course, we hear the announcement that Teddy Long is going into the Hall of Fame. And, uh, I mean, he's a good manager. Don't get me wrong. He was a good manager back in the day with guys like Taker, Doom, Reed, and Simmons, and Rodney Mack, among others. And we know about his history as an official, but I'm sorry. I think they made a big mistake here naming him to the Hall of Fame this year, in my opinion. They could have named James Cornette as a manager this year, unless Cornette's going to be the one presenting to the Rock and Roll Express, and if that's the case, so be it. But if not, Howard, they could have put Cornette in this year instead of Teddy, in my opinion. I think they made a big mistake on that part. Then, of course, we get to the, well, the interesting, boring, somewhat unique segment of the night at the Festival of Friendship thing. Jericho comes out with the showgirls, of course, looking like a cheese ball in his outfit. Then, of course, he did the uh, so-called um, ceremony where he uh, basically did a painting, a uh, sculpture, and said it cost him $7,000. Yeah, okay, Jericho, whatever you say, buddy. And then they brought a magic guy out, which was just absolutely beyond ridiculous. Then you bring out uh, he says he's the best trick blast, and he's going to bring out Goldberg, and it turns out to be Gilbert, and it's like, really? We're turning back to 1999 by bringing back Gilbert. Yeah, great idea there, guys. But then, of course, uh, the thing that saved it, obviously, is what happened when uh, Jericho, of course, uh, was given a new list by KO, and it turned out to be the list of KO, and then we saw what happened. It turned out to be a farce, however, and Owens basically uh, tricked him after saying, I love you, and everything like that, and Basically, he beat the tarp out of Jericho, however, and cut him open. I don't know if he legitimately cut him open, or it was just part of the uh, whole festival or whatever, but you could tell when he went through the plexiglass, he was uh, shredded up, cut up pretty good. I mean, like I said, I don't know if he was picking plexiglass out of himself because it was uh, it was really a hard way, or maybe it was just set out to be that way, but regardless, however, he definitely set up now the match between Owens and Jericho by Owens taking out uh, Jericho, if you will, and I think a lot of people uh, were not surprised this was going to happen. They could have waited until after Fastlane to start the hype for this, obviously, but they decided to give it, a, give it a start right away by having this happen. Then we have Cesaro defeat Enzo Amore, and it looks like next week we're going to maybe probably have Cass and Sheamus, however, face off with one another, because there's already talk that they might be doing a big triple threat with these guys, however at Fastlane, and also the club, so we'll have to wait and see if that's going to happen. It looks like that might be the case. And then we go to another vignette in the back where Charlotte is bragging about her uh, thing, how and it's nice that uh, Sasha should sit backstage, she said, and relieve her glory days. Charlotte said she would have been banned for a round because she provides her customer how easy it is to someone fall. Okay, Charlotte, we know time after time you continue to be the queen arrogant bitch that you are because you're kissing Triple H's ass along with Vincent Stephanie's because your daddy's friends with them, and so are you. But like I said, uh, all in all, I mean, we then go into the main event. Uh, this was probably the best main I mean, this is the third time now in, what, the last six months to a year Charlotte's been in the main event. I mean, this was good. Don't get me wrong. This was good. But like I said, however, uh, we thought at one point it was going to end up in a disaster, especially when Dana the Chihuahua pet uh, dog broke this idea uh, come and... Uh, be it uh, Charlotte's beck and call, however, and try to find a way to help her cheat, however, and uh, it looked like it was going to happen there at one point, but then Sasha came out to defend uh, Bailey, however, took out uh, Dana, which was good to see, and then just when it looked like Charlotte was going to find out, uh, basically going to come out uh, victorious, however, uh, she decides to blast Charlotte, unbeknown to the referee, as we've talked uh, already, however, and then Bailey uh, capitalized on that and ended up winning. I mean, to me, this was a good match, like I said, however, 
they gave him about 17 minutes and change. They could have given him another three to five minutes. Maybe they were pressed against the overrun and went past the overrun, and that's why they decided to cut off uh, this match from going 20 minutes. But uh, the one thing Jason Powell said, however, that rings true, however, I kind of agree. However, mind you, I hope they don't continue to play hot potato with this thing, like on SmackDown with the whole women's title either. Uh, obviously, next week, however, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, but the aftermath of this, I'm sure... So it's going to cry to Stephanie again. It isn't fair. I lost my toe because of Sasha Banks. Well, okay, Charlotte, we know in the past you've had help because of your daddy and because of your buddy, Dana Brooks. So why don't you learn how to suck up and quit being a whiny little bitch and take your medicine like you should, however. So, I mean, you've got to make Bailey champion for a little while at least, however. I mean, unless you give this title back to Charlotte, then if you do that, however, then you're just going to slap everyone in the face with a big white paintbrush and just absolutely insult the fans' intelligence again because of your daddy and your power trip and the way you're friends with the whole McMahon family because you should get back what you deserve. No. I mean, granted, I mean, Michelle and I kind of disagreed on this one today, and uh, John and I kind of mentioned it earlier tonight on uh, Revisited. How, I mean, you've got to let Bailey run with this for a little while, however. I mean, you got, I mean, even if it's only for a month, Howard, let her have her glory, Howard. I mean, Charlotte's had all the glory in the past year by winning and losing time and time again, winning on pay-per-view, losing on Raw. So let's just change it up a little bit. I know they're still not high on Sasha, which I don't understand why that's not so, because I think she's a great wrestler. But I think eventually you could see down the road, maybe possibly, depending on what happens at WrestleMania, you could see maybe after WrestleMania, if they decide to keep Bailey the champion beyond WrestleMania, a few down the road between Bailey and Sasha, or Bailey and or uh, Bailey and uh, someone else, you know, like Oscar again. I don't know, but like I said, if you give the belt back to Charlotte next Monday because of what happened last night, then once again, it just goes to show that Stephanie and uh, Hunter and uh, uh, Vince just will suck up and kowtow by letting Charlotte kiss all their asses because she's the queen, she deserves everything. No, you deserve to give someone another chance besides you, Charlotte. You've had a nice run, don't get me wrong. You've had a good run in the past year or so as champion, but it's time to shake it up a little bit because we're tired of hearing you every week. Oh, I'm the greatest thing ever because I have my name, Ric Flair, and because who my daddy is. You know what? Shut the hell up, okay? Seriously, shut the hell up for that matter. We don't care... We have to hear the same thing over and over again. It's time to make things right for a change. And I think last night, Howard, I know some people will disagree with me. I know a few people will disagree with me. You're entitled to it. But you know what? At the end of the night, Howard, you got what you deserve, Charlotte, once again. And that was going down. And like I said, for the third time in six months, I will give her credit for one thing, though. They keep putting her in the main event. And no matter what, she just continues to either raise up her game or she does the same thing, Howard, that's put on some good matches. But hopefully, like I said, this won't be the last we'll see of these two, because I think this feud is far from over. Great review there, J.D. Thank you very much there, my man. Uh, of course, uh, keeping up with the course of Monday Night Raw here as well. Thank you very much there, sir. And now John is back on the chat box. I'm going to read what he has to say here. This is his thoughts about last night's Monday Night Raw show. Uh, anyway, of course, this. John says he did not know that Bryce Harper was in the crowd, by the way. Yeah, he, he was. They showed him uh, at one point midway through the second hour. I was really surprised to see him because I think they start spring training, started yesterday or start today, actually, Arizona, and that's why he was there. And he's originally from Vegas. So, yeah, I was really surprised to see him in the front row last night. Oh, okay. Okay, so, they, so John, there you go. But, uh, anyway, John says go to Raw in Las Vegas. Of course, we got Stephanie McMahon and Roman Reigns boring us, only to be, inter- only to be interrupted by the club. 
at least for a handicap match, Roman, Roman Reigns wins by DQ by defeating the club. The club gets beat on by Reigns. John goes yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then we have something even more boring, which is Bo Dallas taking on Kofi Kingston. Nobody wants to see Bo win here, and Bo does not win. Okay. Cruiserweight contest between Gallagher and Darwin is okay, but Gallagher, of course, wins the match by setting up his big match with Neville. And Melina finally returning and now says she wants to be just Emma again. And John says, make up your mind, Emma. But at least we won't see those vignettes. Finally, a saving grace. Yes, I do agree. And then we have Triple H arrive with Samoa Joe, and then they talk to Kevin Owens. Hmm. Then we have the gigantic matches. Gorilla Monsoon would say, the irresistible force meeting the immovable object here, and the irresistible force is Braun Strowman, and the immovable object is Mark Henry. Much well-needed win for Braun. Gives him momentum going into the fast lane against Roman Reigns. Then Reigns comes out, but Braun kills him again. Then a sit-down interview. Let's see here. Uh, where's, oh, yeah. With Samoa Joe, it's a good one. Joe was talking about how he wreaked havoc for 18 years, but WWE was scared to hire him. Hmm. WWE can't be scared to hire people. Then Joe say, says he was here. He's here to wreck the shop and take everything from everyone. He was here to make a statement. And then Cole, talking about his relationship with Triple H, might go sour. Like when he was talking about Batista, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, and Shawn Michaels at the same time. There was one person Triple H never mentioned, his buddies DX, and, of course, Rick and Ric Flair. Sami Zayn talking, taking on Rusev with Rusev, Rusev's protective Scott Steiner nose mask. Oh, I'm sure Scott Steiner flips furniture around when he sees Rusev with that mask. Zayn beats Rusev and talks about Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe comes out and beats him down. So that's three men that he's taken out, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and now Sami Zayn. No one, no one John thinks on the Raw roster is safe or even SmackDown or NXT. Uh, the, the Cruiserweights against Tazawa against Davari. Nice, nice win for Tazawa, but what's Kendrick's deal? Tazawa can't trust Kendrick at all. <clears throat> then we have the Festival of Friendship, similar to This Is Your Life of 1999. Kind of reminded John of The Rock and Mick Foley. Let's just wait and see what, see what else you're waiting to see what else John's had to say right here. But what made John gaggle was the deal with Gilbert making his return. John knew Jericho was going to pull something up off his sleeve with this. Owens beats him up, and then Jericho talks about their friendship. Owens gives him a, gives him a new gift, and it's a list. But unfortunately, it's the list of KOs. <laughs> and John believes we all know what happens here. Kevin Owens beat, beats on the man that once he he once considered a friend and once considered a buddy.
John was heartbroken that, that this had to happen. It was like comparing the Beatles breaking up. Oh, the Jericho breakup can't be happening. This is his words, man. I'm saying what he said. <laughs> well, for once, Jericho let his, as always, once in a while, Jericho always lets his mouth get the best one. So let's just say he got what he yeah. deserved, at least on this night for one night, man. But the question remains, what are they going to do with the United States Championship? If, if well, with with Owens going to lose the possibly losing the Universal Title at Fastlane, if that is the case, I think they're going to have to put the U.S. Title on the line at Mania. They're going to have to. I would think so. He's got to defend it somewhere. Huh. And that's when you have a belt. That's one thing you got to do. You got to defend it. John Blue's best course of action for the U.S. Title is having a tournament match, perhaps. You could. Yeah, they, yeah, they could. Cesaro defeats Enzo, so hopefully we might get to, we might get to see Cass take on Sheamus possibly next week. John says, "Yay!" Or probably a number one contenders tag team match where the club comes out and ruins the fun. Then the women's championship match between Bailey and Charlotte ends the show. John says, oh man, that, that was the best match of the night. I'd agree with that because I... Clips I saw. I saw some great clips for them. Like I said, that was the only highlight of the entire night, really. One of the few highlights of the night. Mm-hmm. Both these ladies stuck to their A-game. Charlotte used that moonsault barrier she uses, even though John says he does not like Charlotte. And John, I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah, I'd have to admit that. You would have to admit, though, she's she's doing the heel thing, you know, just like her dad did. John says he's going to give the devil what to do. Charlotte can be impressive even though she can be sneaky, even though her buddies come to save her. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I'm going to hear that later when I watch this video of the, of the simulcast. Let's <laughs> be fun. But John said this was good. Sasha made sure Bailey would walk out of Las Vegas with the women's title. Bailey finally scores a jackpot, but can she stay champion before WrestleMania? The answer lies within. Nice words there, John. And John said he is known as his review of Raw. Uh, John and JD, thank you very much. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for providing us with your thoughts on last night's Monday Night Raw. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode two two ninety one of the Mothership Broadcast WWS Revolution. <clears throat> I am, of course, once again, Mister WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you 
Of course, joining me is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is uh, 2015 and 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, one of the hosts of Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShoot.com. And also on the chat box tonight, the human suplex machine, John Gross, also part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer <clears throat> as well. And John said he wanted to give a quick shout-out. It was a great triple threat match on SmackDown with the, with the WWE title. And John said, no disrespect to Bailey and Charlotte, but I think the WWE Championship match tonight was even better. Hmm. And we'll definitely talk more about that to, on tomorrow night's edition, episode 292 of Revolution, whereas I will go ahead and make an announcement that we do already have the, we already have the next stop marked on the uh, WWS Radio Network group tour. And it is, in fact, another old-time favorite of the WWS stable of groups. It is WWS Dynasty hmm. that we will be going to tomorrow night here for episode 292 of Revolution. So be sure to join us for our live video feed there. And, of course, if you want to check out the group and everything that it has on there right now, check it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Dynasty Forever. Hmm. And we'll be doing our video feed, like we said, for 292 of Revolution there Tomorrow, <clears throat> tomorrow night, and of course I will go ahead and mention that Wolfpack tomorrow uh, Thursday will be, of course, be done uh, as our group tour continues. We will stop by our group started by our own King and W O Gerard T Smith. It is Top Heel. We'll be doing NWO Wolfpack's episode this week from there from the live video feed from that group, and also Friday's edition of Revolution will be going to uh, WWS Fan Empire, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Appreciation. I believe that's... Yes, that's right. So definitely join us here this week. Of course, like I said, Nitro Thunder here tonight. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nitro Thunder Lives is where we're at tonight, WWS Nitro Thunder, as we do episode 291 both on TalkShoot.com and through the live video feed on Facebook. John actually just now mentioned to us that we are, and of course, 291, we are nine episodes away, guys, from hitting the 300 mark. And John says he just realized that the 300th episode of Revolution will be on his birthday. So we are going to have to celebrate two different things at one time when that pops up. Uh, let's see, we got... Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, let me see. Let's, let's, let's do some figuring out here, guys. Tonight is 291, tomorrow is 292, and Friday is 293. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, now, of course, of course, like I said, we'll have to factor in. When is Fastlane, J.D.? March the 5th. March the 5th, so it's not until next month is Fastlane. Okay, so we're so we're clear on the pay-per-views for, for for this month then. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. So, okay. Uh, next week. Okay. So I said 91, 92, and 93 is this week. Mm-hmm. 94 is next, next Tuesday. 95 is next Wednesday. 96 is next Friday. Yep. 97 is uh, the last two weeks, two weeks from today. Right, the 28th. And, of course, March the 1st. It's 98. 98. 
300 will be actually the day of fast lane. Will be the prediction show. Yeah. There you go. So our fast lane prediction show will be episode number 300 of WWUS Revolution. So we won't have a lot to celebrate on that day. So we're definitely going to have to do some big time planning there. So we'll be working something out going into that particular moment. Uh, and of course, we're still uh, we're about 80 some episodes off of hitting the 1,000 mark. So as to the number of episodes we've done in, for the entire network. So uh, so we're going to hit some milestones this year. This is going to be the year for us. Well, we hit 80 yesterday on Raw Radio, and I think. Uh the way we're going, Howard, we could hit maybe, well, let's see. I think 81 would be Monday. I think we could hit maybe uh, close to 100 or near 100 uh, WrestleMania weekend or after WrestleMania in April. Well, we'll definitely do some celebrating there, of course, for all, all of our shows always hit. I always like when we hit those 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 10-episode those, those marks for all of our shows. So that's, what makes it, that's what makes this whole thing great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I have, like I said, all everyone here to thank, of course, Keen W.O., Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared DiGiorano, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, uh, the Human Suppressed Machine, John Gross, and, of course, everyone else who has come on and come on and lured and, and lent their uh, wrestling uh, knowledge, their wrestling discussions, their analyses and everything like that to our shows and all that. It was made, made all these shows that much sweeter. And hopefully during the, the group tour here, we're hoping to expand to groups possibly outside of WWS as well. Um, I'm still trying to talk with a couple of other, to a couple that I would like to try. Um, but uh, right now that's under wraps right now, so we're just trying to get all that worked out here. So we'll, we'll get with everybody once we get that situated. We may focus on getting majority of our groups here in WWS done first. And speaking of groups, this was the other announcement I wanted to make. A couple of announcements here. I'll go ahead and make them right now since we have nothing else to talk about here right now. We have a new group in oh. WWS. Uh, JD, you and John have been added on as well as, of course, most of, our, most of our main crew has. It is. I was watching a video for this today, and I said, you know what, what would be cool if we did something you know, in dedication to a superstar who is no longer is no longer here is one we always talk about on occasion. And I was watching something. I said, you know, I think I know the perfect name for it. And I remembered we did NWO US, uh-huh. but we never did OWN US. I like it. And that's what and that's what that group is. It is it is on OWN US a Warriors Legacy. Yes. And what that basically is, is that you get it. It's all about, and I posted a few videos in it today, and of course, hopefully we'll get, we'll get a banner put on it here hopefully soon. Uh, all of it is all about the late Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Uh, regardless if it's, like, if it's matches, if it's interviews, just whatever, anything involving the Warrior, it's on that page. Uh and if you want to take a visit to it and all that, uh, if you also uh, uh, want to, like I said, come on board and I said, get plenty of thoughts and opinions on some of the stuff we've posted, I've posted in there already, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OWNUS legacy. So definitely uh, come on in and uh, take a gander at what we got on there. And uh, you, you might like some of the stuff. I've posted everything from uh, the match against Hogan at WrestleMania 6. 
to one of his uh, uh, one of his last times he wrestled was uh, somewhere. Uh, I don't know, it was against Orlando Jordan somewhere. I'm not sure where it was at. Um, but uh, of course, uh, his full, the, the shoot interview they, that they did that he did a while back too. It's on there as well. Uh, also, a few little even some stuff when he was in WCW was in there. Even Bischoff being interviewed about that moment in WCW was on there. And there's a few things on there, some interesting thoughts. So, you know, like, come on in and give your take on it. Even, of course, him being interviewed by Regis and Kathy Lee and even him being interviewed by Arsenio Hall. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so some of that stuff's on there, too. So definitely take a look at that. Uh, like I said, facebook.com forward slash group sports slash OWNUS Legacy. And one more thing, we one more thing here. Of course, uh, speaking of groups here, of course, WWS Universe, of course, is we're starting to get that group revitalized again. And I've added another feature to WWS Universe. That is, I'm doing a what if. It's kind of a twist on the fancy matchups that we normally do. Uh, what um, what I have done is is I will post a wrestler, just a wrestler, like from the past or from yesterday or today, and I will put that name versus, and I will put three choices, just three, just to make it, just, just to make it interesting. I will put three, say if I put a wrestler down from today like I did, this the very first one I did. I put three wrestlers from the past, hmm. and you would have to vote on who you think would, would make a great fantasy matchup. And I think the first one I did was I did Kevin Owens, Versus, and I have three names down there. I have your choice of Owen Hart, Ricky Steamboat, or Randy Savage. Hmm. Oh, and I said, like I said, remember, remember, these are fantasy matchups, folks. So, like I said, you know, even though we might not get to see a couple, maybe one or two of them there, you know, just picture about what it would be like if you know if they actually wrestled each other. Think about how they wrestled, you know, how they wrestled today and how a lot of the older ones wrestled back in the day, put all that into perspective and all that, and who do you think would probably win a big-time matchup like that. So, But that's all I might say, WCWS Universe, just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Universe United. Uh, well, like I said, we've got about, uh, and we've done everything that we're going to do here tonight. Of course, we've got about 30 minutes here to kill. So what I was thinking about doing here, of course, I'm still working on getting a lot of matches added onto our 2K showcase page as well. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I have not uh, seen any updates on on this yet. But what I'm going to do here is, uh, I'm going to take, like I said, the six man tag matches that I have made uh, from the WWE 2K17 roster. And what we're going to do is we're going to make the ladies and the men. I'm going to actually make, out of the six-man tags, I'm going to actually make some interesting tag matches. So, so, um, so, and we'll do, and we'll give this a whirl. JD, if you're game, we'll go ahead and yep. give it a whirl. That's fine. Okay, and John, if you're game, we'll give it a whirl there, too. Make sure that he's that he's on board with this. John says he is. Okay, let's go ahead and give it a whirl. 
and then we'll let's we'll give it we'll we'll try this out try this out for example. Okay, we'll start with the ladies here from our two K seventeen roster. <clears throat> like I said, these are just I'm making tag teams, just regular two on two tag team matches out of First off here is a team of Alexa Bliss and Alicia Fox. As they take on the team of Asuka and Bailey. JD, who do you think would pull the win off here? Ooh, good match, but you know what? I'm going to go with Asuka and Bailey. Okay, John, who do you think? John's going with Asuka's team. Okay. All right, next one up here. We're going to put the team of Alundra. We're going to make the team of Alundra Blaze and Brie Bella against maybe an unlikely duo here, but of course we had to give it a little bit of a whirl. Uh, Becky Lynch and Dana Brooke. JD, your thoughts here? I'm going to take Alundra Blaze and Brie. Interesting. Okay, John, your thoughts here? John's going with the same thing as you, J.D., okay? Next up here, and I don't know where J.D. and John will go with their decision on this. I'm just going to call it anyway and see what they say. I have the team of Carmella and Charlotte versus Emma and Eva Marie. J.D.? Carmella and Eva Marie versus whom? Carmella and Charlotte versus Emma and Eva Marie. No contest. I figured you said that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. John, your thoughts here, please. And I don't blame you either, to be honest with you. I don't blame you. John also agrees. No contest. Okay. Uh, okay. Ooh. Okay. okay. This ought to be good. This ought to be good. Uh, next up here will be the team of Lita and Naomi. Against the team of Stephanie McMahon and Summer Ray. JD, your thoughts? Who's Stephanie and them taking on again? Lita and Naomi. I'm going to say Lita and Naomi. Okay. John? <laughs> John says the same. Uh, next up here will be the team of Natalia. Oh boy, yeah. Let's see if they can get along together for this for this one match, which I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see. The team of Natalia and Nikki Bella. <laughs> oh no. Versus the team of Trish Stratus and Tamina. Oof. I'm gonna take Natty and Nikki. You gonna say? Daddy so you honestly think yeah. they, can get, they, they can get along for this one For night. one night, yes. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. And, John, while J.D. Uh, when JD after while, while J.D.'s uh, taking care of something, you're saying the same thing. Okay. So both J.D. and John believe that Natalia and Nikki can get along for this one fantasy matchup here, taking on the legendary Hall of Famer Chris Stratus and, of course, the daughter of the late Hall of Famer Jimmy Snuka, Tamina. 
and we'll wait and, and one more women's match and we'll wait for JD to, to uh, return. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, episode 291 tonight, in addition to TalkShoe.com, is coming to you live. From, like says, our WSWS Radio Network group tour continues. As we continue on to continue on with this, uh, we are now broadcasting live from WSWS Nitro Thunder, which is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nitro Thunder Lives. So definitely check out the video here uh, uh, while I'm, while we're on live here with myself, JD, and John tonight. Of course, uh, JD had, uh, brought us some, uh, some wrestling news and views. John brought us our wrestling history and birthdays here for today. A lot for Valentine's for took place in wrestling on Valentine's Day. Uh, of course, John and JD also gave their their thoughts and opinions about last night's Monday Night Raw show. Of course, at which we saw some big time highlights, including, of course, yes, Bailey in the main event. Bailey scoring a win over Charlotte to pick up the WWE Raw Women's Championship. So. Uh, uh, so of course we'll have to wait to see what that happens. I mean, of course, we could see something. We could go head to head, head to head again at Fastlane. You never know, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, uh, JD, have you returned, sir? I'm back. Okay, there he is. Okay, all right, JD. One more ladies match to go. It is uh, yes, the team of Paige and Sasha Banks versus the team of Nia Jax and China. Ooh, good one here. I'm going to say Nia Jax in China. Okay. And John, your your take here? John is going with Paige and Sasha. Okay. Everybody's got their opinion, so that's good. All right, the next ones I have, of course, are actual tag teams, uh, two-on-two here, so I'm going to kind of switch them around a little bit here. So give me just a minute here, and let me kind of switch them, try to turn around here a bit. Okay, I think we got I think we got a good one right here. Uh, yes, uh, let's do, do the Vault Villains versus Los Matadores. What do you think, J.D.? I'm going to say the Vault Villains. Okay. All right, John, your thoughts of all villains versus Los Matadores? John says the, John says the all villains, okay. All right, uh, next up here, let me, let me, let's try to turn us around a little bit. Uh, okay. And even the eight man tag, I'll divide that up a little bit too. I see. Uh, two of the four members of the original Wyatt family, which we will do Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper, to take on the Dudley Boys. Oof, good match okay. here. But you know yes. what? You got to go with the Dudleys here. Go to the Dudleys. John, your take Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper versus the Dudley Boys. John is, believe it or not, is going again. We're going for with Bray and Luke Harper. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's try to switch it around a little bit more. Let's put uh, let's put Blake and Murphy versus 
The New Age Outlaws. JD, your thoughts here. What is it again? Blake and Murphy versus the New Age Outlaws. <sighs> Good match here, but you know what? You can't go wrong here. I think, uh, wow, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Blake and Murphy. Okay, and John's going with the old school. He's going with the outlaws here. Okay. okay. Next up here, ah, this ought to be good. The Ascension versus the Bushwhackers. JD, your thoughts here? Uh, I am going to go with. Uh, who's it again? Sorry. The Ascension versus the Bushwhackers. The Ascension. You're going to the Ascension. John, your thoughts here? Keep on the Bushwhackers are, of course, in the Hall of Fame as well. John's also going with the Ascension. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ooh. Okay, wait a minute. I got a good one here. All right. The team of Big E and Kofi from representing the New Day versus American Alpha. Big e, your thoughts here. American Alpha versus who? Big E and Kofi representing the New Day. All right, Biggie and them versus who again? Biggie and Kofi from the New Day versus American Alpha. Oh, I'm going to go with American Alpha. Okay. John, your take here, Biggie and Kofi versus the versus American Alpha. John is going with Biggie and Kofi. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Uh, okay, I know, I know who I haven't done. Enzo and Big Cass versus Eric Rowan and uh, Braun Strowman. Ooh, good one. Uh, I'm going to say Enzo and Cass. Enzo and Cass. Uh, John, your take? John's going with Enzo and Cass in this one. I think the last one, let's see, uh, there was, I'm, I'm going to say, oh, no, no, that's right, that's right, there's two more we haven't done right here, okay, here we go, we got it right here, the Usos versus the Revival, JD. I'm going to say it will be the Revival. Revival, okay, John, the Usos versus the Revival. John's going with the Usos. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and, and let's go ahead and continue on as we, of course, get into the men out of the six-man tags that we, have, that we have. See how interesting some of these tag matches end up being. These pairings, if you, if you, if you want to say that. Okay, we have, first off, the team of AJ Styles and Alberto Del Rio. Versus the team of the Big Boss Man and the Big Show, J.D. Big Boss Man, Big Show versus who again? A.J. Styles and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, team one is, uh, again, A.J. Del Rio, the first, second team. Who's the first team again? Okay. All right. Drop your volume a little bit. I don't think you can. I mean, the volume's up. I mean, you can hear you fine. 
Okay. AJ Styles at Alberto Del Rio taking on the Big Boss Man and the Big Show. Big Show and Boss Man. Okay. John's going with AJ and Del Taco. I mean, Del Rio. <laughs> yeah, Del Taco. I like calling that. Del, Del Taco, yeah. I wouldn't mind a Del Taco. How about you? Sounds good? Uh, <laughs> that'd be kind of fun to actually show this. Welcome to Del Taco. <laughs> yeah, you can run for the border. Yeah. Run for the, yeah. Tell me, <laughs> yeah, put some stuff on it. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, no offense, but yeah, but I agree. All right, next up here, the team of Andre the Giant and Double A Arn Anderson. Double versus, A and Arn Anderson versus, go ahead. All right, Andre and Double A, yeah, we'll say, versus Bo Dallas and Booker T. Yeah, Andre and Double A. Okay. John? Andre and Double A, John says. And, of course, there is a match on the new OWN U.S. page. Uh, involved... They're doing a new thing of him, actually. They're coming out with a new documentary of him, I heard. I heard something about that. I, I hope it turns out well. Um, okay, uh, there's a match like on the OWN US page that's an intercontinental title match pitting the Warrior versus Andre. Quite interesting. Uh, next up here is the team of Bam Bam Bigelow and Baron Corbin taking on two members of the legendary Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Brian Pillman. Pillman is who again? Bret Hart and Brian Pillman. Yes. First. Taking on Bam Bam Bigelow and Baron Corbin. I'm going to take Bam Bam and uh, the Hitman. And Bam Bam and Baron? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. All right, John. Bam Bam and Baron Corbin versus Bret Hart and Brian Pillman. John's going with Bam Bam and Baron. Okay, the Triple B. Okay. Next up here. Ooh, this ought to be a great one. The British Bulldog teaming up with Brock Lesnar to take on the team of Christian and Curtis Axel. Oof. Lesnar's teammates with who again? The British Bulldog. I'm going to take that, however. I'm going to take that as well. Taking the Bulldog and Brock, okay. Uh, John, your thoughts here? John's also going with Bulldog and Brock, okay? All right, the next uh, next team we have, it, next matchup is the team of Cactus Jack and Cesaro versus the team of Daniel Bryan and Darren Young, J.D. Darren Young and who again? Daniel Young teams up with Daniel Bryan against Cactus Jack and Cesaro. Uh, go to John because uh, I'll, I'll give my answer in a minute. Okay, John. Uh, Captain Jack teams up with Cesaro to take on D. Bryan and Darren Young. John's going with Cactus and Cesaro. Uh, JD, do you have a thought now? Uh, yeah. Let's go with um. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think, however. Who is it? Wow. 
I just had it. Okay. I'll repeat it again for yeah, you. Yeah. So. Okay, here, let me make sure you can hear me right there. Okay. Cactus Jack teams up with Cesaro to take okay. on Daniel Bryan and Darren Young. I'm going to take Cactus Jack and Darren Young. Cactus Jack and Cesaro? Sorry, yeah, sorry about that, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, must be breaking up a little bit. I'm not sure. I mean, I can hear you fine, but... I'm... Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a very unique match. Since we have two personal two personalities of the same wrestler teaming up here. So it's going to be quite interesting. You're going to have, we'll just call it here, Team Y2J. But you have two versions of Jericho teaming up with each other. from One from the early days and one from today. To take on the team of Dean Ambrose and Diamond Dallas Page. And DDP... DDP is teaming up with who again? Dean Ambrose. That would be an interesting team. I'm going to take that. I mean, that, that that's my pick. You want to take Ambrose and Page? That's what you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, uh, uh, Y2J times... Okay, he's going with DDP and Ambrose as well. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. All right, let me try to turn it up on my side here. Let me see if that happens. Okay. Maybe you can hear me a little bit better now. J.D., can you hear me a bit better now? I can hear you fine, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, guy, turn it up to find a little bit. Maybe that might kind of help you a little bit. All right, here we go. Let's, let's try this, for example. The team of Diesel and Dolph Ziggler versus the team of Fandango and Finn Bauer. Hmm. Uh, see, who is it again? Diesel and Dolph Ziggler versus Fandango and Finn Balor. I'm going to take uh, Double D team. Double D? <laughs> yeah. Who would not a little Double D? So I'll go. Yeah. And John's going with Fandango and Finn Balor, believe it or not. Okay. We have a we have some we have a, a very interesting tag team match up here. Uh, believe it or not, a father and son are on opposite sides of this team, and you'll see what it is here in a minute. It is Duke Love teaming up with Betsy Rhodes, the American Dream, if you will, against a team of Goldust and Heath Slater. Hmm. Heath Slater and uh, who's it again? Goldust teams up with Heath Slater against Dude Love and Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes and uh, Dude Love. Well, okay. Which I found a match in which uh, Dude Love teamed up with Stone Cold for the first time to win the pad belts. That was, that was a good match. Yep. Uh, John, your thoughts here? Dude Love and Dusty Rhodes versus Goldust and Heath Slater. He's going with Dusty and Dude, okay. Uh, next up here, yes, Earthquake teams up with Edge against Hideo Itami and Triple H, but Triple H as in the Blue Blood, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mm. JD, your thoughts here? Tommy's teaming up with who again? He's teaming up with Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the Blue Blood version of Triple H. Against? Came on the scene, we'll say. 
Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Blue Bloods team. You're going to take the day with Tommy and Hunter yeah. Hurston, okay? John, uh, Earthquake and Edge versus a day with Tommy and Hunter Hurston. John's going with the Blue Blood and, and the Tommies. Okay. There's some interesting matches here. Indeed. All right, next up here, this is going to be very interesting. Let's try this one more time. So this time, maybe you can hear me a little bit better. All right, do so you hear me now? Thank you, fine. Okay. All right, well, I turned it up to almost the point where uh, uh, my uh, speakers are on max, so hopefully that will work. Um, all right, the next one up here is Kalisto teaming up with Corporate Kane against the duo of Mankind and Mark Henry. All right, let's do this one more time, however. What was it again? Kalisto and Corporate Kane mm-hmm. versus Mankind and Mark Henry. I'm going to say Mankind and uh, Mark Henry here. Okay. John, your thoughts here? Mankind, and he's going with Mankind and Mark Henry. And we may have an update on something else here before we leave the air. I'm going to check it here in a minute. But um, we're, going to do, we're going to do some more of these even if we pass the 11 o'clock hour. We're going to do a few more of these. Uh, next up here is Kane as he was as a member of the Brothers of Destruction. But you remember what he looked like then with the man. Teaming up with Kevin Owens. Hmm. And he will and they do battle against and this is gonna be funny. The Miz and Mr. McMahon. Oh jeez. Yeah. What do you think on it's the Miz and McVince versus who? The Brothers of Destruction version of Kane and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens and uh, yeah, and then we're gonna lay out Vince and Kane. That's what you're saying, right? Yep. Okay. John says the same thing there. Okay. Uh, this is another interesting matchup here. Three of three of the men involved in this tag team match are legends. Two of which are in the Hall of Fame. So. And one is currently wrestling. I'll say it that way too. Okay. All right. We have the team of. Larry Zabisco and Lex Luger versus the team of Mr. Perfect and Neville. Hmm, I think it's uh, Neville and Mr. Perfect, I think. Okay, all right. John, your thoughts here? Zabisco and Luger versus uh, Perfect and Neville. John's going with the perfect team, so he's, he's saying the same thing. Okay. This is good enough. It's starting to be pretty good. Okay. All right. Next up here, we have the team of R-Truth and Randy Orton versus the team of Ricky Steamboat and Rikishi. I think Ricky Steamboat and Rikishi won this one. We'll say the Dragon and Rikishi. Okay. Uh, John, your thoughts here? Mankind, I mean, I'm sorry, R-Truth and Randy Orton versus Ricky Steamboat and Rikishi. 
John's going with RKO and R-Truth. Now, this one is going to be hilarious. And you'll see what I mean in a minute. Randy Savage will team up with Razor Ramon. Against the the duo of The Rock and Roman Reigns. Oh, jeez. That was the team. Yeah. I figured you were going to say that. And John's also saying the same thing. Savage and Ramon. Okay. Uh, next one here. This is going to be pretty interesting. We've got Legends versus current talent going against one another in a tag bout here. We have a team of Ric Flair and Rick Rude against the team of Rusev and Sami Zayn. <laughs> and they fought each other last night. It's going to be Ric Flair and Rude. There you go. Uh, and John... Flair and Rude versus Rusev and Sami Zayn. John's going with Flair and Rude, and Gerard says it always pays to be rude. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. We're we're rocking and rolling here now. We got some good ones here. Uh, Samoa Joe. (laughs) Here's another funny one. JD, you're going to flip. You're going to flip. Oh, my Lord. Samoa Joe teams up with Seth Rollins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the take on Stardust and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, you know what, however, it's start, Austin's going to stun Stardust, so he might as well just say Samoa Joe and Rollins here. Yeah. Can they get along for once? We'll have to wait and see. I, uh, well, let's see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. John also is going with Joe and Rollins on here as well. Okay. All right. Next up here we have, ooh, this will be good, Shane McMahon and Shawn Michaels hmm. versus the team of Sting and Tatsumi Fujinami. Hmm. Your thoughts, J.D.? Oof. This is going to be a good one, however. Uh, Who is it again? Shane McMahon and Shawn Michaels versus Sting and Tatsumi Fujinami. That's who I got. John's also saying the same thing. All right. Uh, Next up here, yes. Sheamus teams up with Sin Cara to take on Titus O'Neil and Triple H, as he is today. Uh, I'm going to say... uh... Who is it again? Sheamus and Sin Cara versus Titus O'Neil and Triple H. But the Triple H of today, we'll say. Team one. Uh, you're going with Sheamus and Sin Cara. Oh, yes. okay. And John, who do you say? Who do you say? John says the same thing. Okay. We're getting down to the wire here, guys. So what we're going to do, what we're going to do is with uh, some of these here, is some of them are going, some of these are going to be like actual six-man tags, but they're going to be done differently as they were before. So, so I want to try to squeeze everybody in here because we're going to run out of people here soon. So let's just try this. Let's try it this way here. Okay, here we go. We have first six-man tag is the team of Tyler Breeze. 
the Ultimate Warrior, and JBL against the team of Apollo Crews, The Undertaker, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. I'm going to take the Anvil's team. Okay, Apollo, along with Apollo Crews and The Undertaker. Okay, John, your thoughts here? Tyler Breeze, Ultimate Warrior, and JBL versus Apollo Crews, The Undertaker, and Jim Neidhart. John's going with Taker's team on this, okay? All right. Uh, ooh, okay. And you know what? We're going we're gonna to make the, the last few I had, but we're going to make this that much sweeter here. We're going to make, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're going to do a, this is going to be kind of unprecedented, but we're going to do a nine-man battle royal. With the remaining nine guys I have here, and you think, and out of these nine guys, you tell me who you think would would uh, would would, would uh, win it. We'll say, okay. All right. Then the remaining nine guys are. Now you're going to get. You're going to flip over this. Goldberg, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Typhoon, Tyson Kidd, Vader, Zack Ryder. Jack Swagger, Jake Roberts, and John Cena. JD, so my phone's going off. So Nakamura. You're saying Nakamura? Yep, okay. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. And John, who do you think out of these nine? Who do you think would win this nine-man battle royal? Yeah, my team was hacked again. You're saying Nakamura would beat through these other nine guys. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, thank you very much, JD and John. Here, of course, uh, JD will be back here momentarily. Uh, let's take care of this one more time because I think we do have a couple of updates here. We I, I want to bring before we leave the air tonight, but we'll but we'll take care of this one more time. One seven one seven two four Call D one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode two ninety one. Okay, I'm back. Oh, thank you very much. Of oh, episode two ninety one of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. Of course, this is uh, Tuesday, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, two thousand and seventeen. Of course, we are also uh, simulcasting through our live video feed on Facebook on uh, WWS Nitro Thunder here tonight. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Nitro Thunder lives. I am once again Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you, uh, Bernie, Bernie, as best as we possibly can. Uh, also, I have the Iceman JD Jared DiGirolamo here with me. Uh, of course, uh, 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer and a big part of, of course, Raw Radio and all our other shows. And the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, and also, of course, part of the Raw Radio team as well. Uh, before we go, gentlemen, uh, there is one thing I would like to double check here because I do think we had a couple of updates here on something else that we have been trying to do. Uh, of course, as I announced um, last week, uh, one of our title holders in WCW US Revolution Reborn had to relinquish two of our championships due to uh, just not being able to uh, 
uh, not being able to uh, to uh, to come on and defend them. And since we were going on ahead and getting this, uh, uh, so what we so what we have done is, like I said, we have held two, like I said, uh, fatal four-way matches here, uh, uh, well, two matches here to uh, determine um, contenders for our fatal four-way matches each for both the, the belts that were, like I said, declared vacant. Of course, we already have the match officially set for the uh, for the I'm sorry for the NWA US uh, <clears throat> uh, World uh, Heavyweight Championship. That match officially, I will go ahead and say, will now pit the Iceman right here, Jared DiGiromo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, uh, Eddie Johnson, and also the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, in a fatal four-way match, which I have not determined when we're going to do that. But uh, they, it will it will they will vie for this title <clears throat> coming up here in the future. I uh, now have officially have an update uh, concerning the fatal four way uh, um, match here for the uh, like I said, determine the the, the 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 folks involved for the uh, WWS United States Championship, which was the other belt that the gentleman last week did have to relinquish. Uh, I, I do, I do see here, uh, two people that actually came in at, came in at the last moment and, um, and, um, and answered this, and answered our question, our qualifying question. Uh, we're going to have to review this a little bit because I do believe that, uh, the first, we had two people to answer. One of them, actually, believe it or not, being our own uh, human suplex machine, John Gross. Um, and but he got in at the, he got in at the last minute. He got in behind another gentleman who I think already answered early uh, or had already answered last week. Uh, um. We're going to have to we're going to have to review this a little bit, but uh, we may have a fourth contender for this. But right now, it is between uh, the person that actually answered last week uh, is uh, I'm sure the name Aaron Beck does ring a bell among the Facebook uh, wrestling circles. He's a he's a member of a lot of these groups, including a lot of ours, and also our own, like I said, John Gross. Uh, so we've got two people here that are. That came in just right on, right close to one another, um, and said they wanted to get in on this opportunity. So we're going to have to work this out a little bit. But I think we, I will have to make a determination as to who uh, who will get the who will uh, join. Like I said, because we have three people already locked in for this match. Um, I will not reveal this until like I said we make a determination as to. As to as to who we decide on, whether it being uh, being like I said, Aaron Beck or the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, as to who will. Uh, no, John, you're you're not out of it yet, because like I said, we're not. Uh, we're going to make yet. we're going to make a decision on it. We'll talk it. I'll talk it over with. Uh, uh, we'll talk it over with. Uh, uh, 
drawer, and also uh, we'll we'll kind of see. You know, if we have, for all we know, we could. What we could possibly do is we could possibly have a uh, we could possibly have a, like a, 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 a contenders match between the two of them, and uh, the first one to an- the first one to answer the question. First one to answer gets the spot. I mean, I may do that. I don't know, but I'm gonna talk it over with Gerard uh, and see what see if he's got an idea, or if he wants to go ahead and or if he wants to name name the person who he thinks should get the opportunity. I mean, we don't want we don't we want to get both gentlemen a fair shake. So as it stands right now, ladies and gentlemen, in the Fatal four-way match to determine a new WWS United States champion. We have two two members who have now jumped in right at about the same time. Uh, who, who I think has the correct answer. I'm not going to reveal that yet until like, so we decide what we're going to do. Um, but uh, of course, it's in Revolution Reborn, and we will get we will let everybody know. Hopefully by tomorrow, we might have a decision, and we'll. Announce it here either at the beginning of Revolution or towards the end of the show. But uh, but John, don't worry, you're not out. You're not out of it yet. So like I said, we'll make a decision, and we will let you know on that decision here. Hopefully, like I said, tomorrow. Uh, if not by tomorrow, but definitely this week, we'll definitely have some knowledge on that. But on that note, there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do, we do think. You know, we do thank everyone for, like I said, uh, joining us here tonight for episode 291 of WWS Revolution, the Mothership Broadcast here. I said we're out for, hope everyone is, has enjoyed their Valentine's Day here this evening. Uh, of course, in addition to talking about, uh, you know, spending time with your loved one, of course, also talking about other things, too, of common interest, I mean, and maybe wrestling is one of them, who knows? So if you get a chance to go back and look at this and listen to us, please feel free to do that. Uh, and I do want to thank the Iceman, J.D., Jerry Girolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for joining me here tonight. Uh, hopefully, the King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is, is, is feeling better. Hopefully, is probably just not been under the weather or something did come up, but we'll hopefully talk to him tomorrow. Uh, of course, uh, uh, of course, uh, part of Wrestling Debate tomorrow night and also part of Revolution tomorrow, which, of course, like I said, 292 Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget live video feed will be stemming from WWS Dynasty, which will be facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Dynasty Forever. So join us there uh, for to watch, like I said, listen to the best in wrestling talk. Or like I said, of course, the phone number is always 1724-444-7444. Call ID for Revolution, 138055-POUND. Be sure to join JD and myself for Outside of the Ropes tomorrow evening when we'll have some latest pop culture news. Hopefully, hopefully my 411 Mania is working by now. Hopefully, we'll get it, be able to get you some better news there tomorrow evening. Uh, and also, of course, so we may put JD on the hot seat for some more movie trivia again. You never know what we'll do. And then, of course, uh, rest of the debate, of course, we'll hopefully we'll have uh, King and W.O. Andy Iceman, and who knows, maybe some more guests on there talking about possibly some stuff that took place at the Elimination Chamber. Also, possibly some stuff that took place on uh, I'll SmackDown and all. Uh, I'm sure JD is going to be a pretty wild night tomorrow night on debate. Yes. 
Okay, thank you very much, there, sir. On that note, for the Human Super Machine, John Grossman, the Iceman, JD, Jerry DiGiorno, this is Mr. WS Chad Hinshaw. Same thing, Raymond, for joining us here tonight for 291 of Revolution. Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com. Over <clears throat> over a year older, and but continuing to be bolder, the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Everyone take care. See you in the ring. As always, here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com and our live video feed on Facebook. God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.